Hey everyone and welcome to my podcast Out of Sight. I'm Sarah and no matter who you are, where you're from, what you look like, this is your safe space. Here people come to tell stories, share experiences and use their voices for the greater good. The vision is always to inspire one person every episode. If that's you, remember to give me a follow and maybe I'll see you on here soon. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Out of Sight. Today we have Katie Green on. Hi everyone. <laughs> How are you feeling? Feeling good? I'm feeling nervous. We just had some major Wi-Fi problems there, so <laughs> technical difficulties. Like took the edge off. Yeah, all good. So you said um you've been in social media for the past three and a half years, and you work full time as an engineer. I didn't actually realize that you worked, and that was your job, Unreal. Yeah, I only started working like in engineering. I'd say like five weeks ago, and so far, like I am, I'm loving it so much. I took a year out, kind of after my degree, and I was a classroom assistant. And I loved that job, but I always kind of wanted to go into my degree. So I finally did like five weeks ago and I've been loving it. So before all of that, so what did you do social media before uni or was that through school you started social media? So I started doing social media. I think I was second year of uni. It was just before COVID hit. Um, And I had always wanted to do it, but doing it in school and stuff would have been like a big no I just feel like you're just subject to too much like abuse and stuff and it was kind of easier to do because I was away for uni so I wasn't like you know I wasn't at home I didn't know everyone like obviously I'm from like a small town so whenever I was at uni you know Newcastle's massive I didn't know everyone no one knew me so it was kind of so much easier to do it um but I, I probably, I know I could never have started it in school. Yeah, I think a lot of people. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't ballsy enough. Do you think if you were going, to, if you had to do it again, would you still have wanted to start being away somewhere? Or do you think now, knowing what you know? If I could go back, I probably would have just started it in school. Like I would have just bit the bullet and did it because I kind of wasted so much time because I was too scared. Um, So if I could go back, and tell myself I would be like just do it because eventually then I feel like once you leave school you kind of get to that age where you don't really care about everyone's opinions as much and things don't seem as scary so I would tell myself just to go for it but like I remember having like conversations with my friend in school about how much I wanted to start like a YouTube channel and she was always telling me to do it and I just remember in my head thinking like you know a hundred people could sit here and tell me to do it like I still wouldn't do it yeah but yeah. I wish, I, you know, I, I wish I had the confidence back then to just go ahead and do it, but it was too scary. Yeah, no, I definitely get that. I'm the same, even like, not even in school, it took me like moving away at 20, 22 to be like, okay, I have the confidence now. It's a weird, it's like a weird thing back at home. Yeah, um, I just feel like you're just, you just, you know everyone when you're home and people are probably more likely to like say say stuff to you like there was a few like whenever I went on like nights out at home there was a few people when they were drunk and they would say things and I'd be like oh and my friend used to get like so annoyed and she would literally be ready to like throw hands to them (laughs) but I feel like people I feel like it's a lot more normal now like people do not get like anywhere near as much like you know like slagging off and all Mm -hmm. um because so many people are doing it but back then yeah there was a wee bit of like abuse did you ever get like people having like misconceptions of you based on actually people kind of just form an opinion on someone without like knowing them did you think did you get a lot of that or was it kind of like people just knew who you were anyway 
I, you know, whenever I started it, like I actually got a lot of support, like the girls from like my town and stuff, like they were all sharing it. A lot of people supported me, which was nice. And also I feel like from the minute I started YouTube, like how I am on YouTube is how I am in person. I feel like I was always kind of natural doing it. So I hope there was no misconceptions. Like, I hope people don't watch my videos and think that is not how she's like. You know, I say things as well in my YouTube videos. Like, whenever, like, I'm vlogging with my sister, like, people would probably watch that and think, oh, my God, she's a cheeky bitch. But <laughs> I just keep them bits in because really I'm not saint all the time, especially when I'm vlogging with my sister. Like, that's when your worst side comes out. So I hope there isn't because I try to be as natural on social media and I feel like my favorite like youtubers and influencers like I like them because I feel like they're they are just being their selves and you know nothing's forced or anything yeah definitely well I have a few friends at home and they said they met you in Derry I don't know if you remember those night out and they were like she's so nice like she's exactly what she's like so well you're friends (laughs) I think so yeah I love when people come up like when they're drunk because obviously when you're drunk like there's just no filter and people just come up and like they'll just be saying the nicest things and sometimes like some people that come up are steaming and they'll just be like (laughs) and I'm just standing there and I don't know what to say and it's always so nice like I love when people come up to me whenever they're drunk because it's always so funny as well but um yeah it's nice to hear that then obviously like because as you said I think people like just like the reality and you said you keep in the bits where like it's a bit more unfiltered but I think lots of people enjoy yeah I think that's why as well I try to be like an open book on YouTube like I will just say and do whatever because I'm like I want to know people's like personal business and I'm watching YouTube videos like I am nosy I want to know like their secrets and although it's easy for me because I don't have a lot of secrets but like as people get like bigger I suppose they have like more drama and stuff I don't really have that so it's very easy for me to be really open and say what's like going on in my life because honestly nine times out of ten it's really boring unproblematic yeah it's it's unproblematic I don't have any of like the influencer drama that like bigger people have so it's easy for me to be really open and overshare everything that's happening and was your first video on YouTube, is that your first platform that you used? Yeah, my I never really intended to be like like an influencer. I always just wanted um to have a YouTube channel. Like I just wanted to do vlogs and stuff. I think back then I didn't really think about doing like Instagram and all. I was just I was up in my Instagram game by like posting more, but I wasn't intentionally trying to get like jobs and stuff and then they kind of like came in the club so mainly at the start I was only really interested in YouTube I wasn't really interested in like uh you know like posting all the time on Instagram and I wasn't even on TikTok either whenever I started my YouTube channel it was kind of only about that I never really thought about the fact that you could be making money and obviously I knew you could make money but I just didn't think that would ever be happening for me I just wanted to put up YouTube videos and I feel like that is how everyone that does social media they will all say that they just started it because they love it and then it always turns into something like more and you can like earn money from it and then that's kind of what happened to me like I wasn't 
whenever I started YouTube like I was obviously posted on Instagram and stuff more but like I wasn't even on TikTok or anything and then I feel like all the other platforms just slowly followed and then it kind of like snowballed into something where you know I could make some money and stuff from it and I could collab with brands but whenever I started it really was because I just wanted to like have a YouTube channel and vlog and stuff but you know I am lucky that it has it has grew and I have been able to do collabs and stuff because I kind of never thought that was going to be an option yeah I think that's nice so whenever you say someone started it because they're like they don't have any expectation and then it all just kind of yeah with like really like genuine or authentic or something I think yeah um what's been your highest point of like the social media side of things highest point um Mm, that's a hard one I feel like the highest point is probably hitting like small milestones like I remember whenever I hit 1000 followers on YouTube and basically this was so exciting because um when you hit 1000 followers you can put ads on your videos then so I thought this was like a massive deal then that I could have like ads on my YouTube video and I thought like you can make loads of money and back then I didn't realize like your ads they literally give like pennies well maybe it's a wee bit more than pennies now but like your ads can be they're so low really when it comes to like um revenue but I would say like those wee small milestones were definitely like high points and then also like getting like my first collab I think my first collab was with Lounge and I remember them emailing emailing me and me being like oh my god like they were gonna send me like five sets and I was like what and I put it on my private story and like showed like the parcel and all the stuff coming out and was like this is surreal like I'm doing a YouTube video working with them and like all my friends were like what the f this is like so mad that now you're doing that there so those were definitely high points but I've also I've collabed with brands that I never thought that I would which also I'm a bit like oh my god like the first time I worked with like Pretty Little Thing um and like I did one with Adidas and those were all really like surreal moments that yeah. I kind of forget in terms of social media that's unreal yeah and like was it just like like how do you explain that feeling of getting those emails and stuff and like doing it like is it like what <laughs> it is the most like exciting feeling whenever you get an email to work with a brand that you really like um mm-hmm. I got I got one two days ago and every single time I get an email that I'm so like with a collab that I'm so excited about I will always like screenshot it and send it to my sister and for this collab she was like oh my god what just it's just something that I would love to do and when they emailed I was just a bit like oh my god but it is honestly like it is the best feeling it's always so exciting when you get an email in that when I get an email in that account because I'm like oh what is it yeah we can't we can't disclose what it is yet (laughs) now (laughs) <laughs> we can't disclose what it is no because uh it's not even set in stone unfortunately because obviously with working full-time this is the thing I am just not as flexible so for this certain collab they they need me to go to them which and it has to be done by the end of October so that's only like what two weeks and I was like I'm working nine to five every day like I don't know if I'm gonna get a chance so I am going to try to make that one work, but no, I can't disclose. It's not anything, like, it's not a massive collab. It's just, it's something that I love. 
it's something that I paid before for it probably won't be that hard to work out I mean I should probably just say what it is but oh, I've, paid, <laughs> I've paid money for it before so it's something that I would 100% want so it's that was really exciting but I honestly I haven't like I have not been doing that many like collabs and stuff recently I just feel like everything with social media really took like a back seat whenever I started working um I hate to like complain about it because I don't want anyone to think I'm complaining but whenever you are working you know full-time it's just so hard to make it a priority and when when I like with my job like you know there's been things that I've been like bringing home from work to get done and I feel like the time management for me to do both of them is so difficult so a lot of collabs like I haven't I haven't really been doing that many which is annoying but I'm also just at the point where I'm like this is kind of the start of like my career in terms of like engineering and it kind of just needs to be prioritized like I don't like I don't think I would ever be a full-time influencer like I've spoke about this I could wake up with a million followers tomorrow but I still wouldn't quit my job because I love it and I just I don't think that I'm made to be a full-time influencer I kind of think recently from starting this new job I just have such a better balance and I also feel like my relationship with social media is so much more healthy because I'm not like burning myself out to like get mm-hmm. content up and like I used to and I again I spoke about this so much I used to get in such bad moods because like I would put makeup on and go and take photos and I would hate the photos and I just like it would be too much comparing to what everyone else is doing on social media and I feel like now I don't do that and I just do what I like like I post I don't post as often as I used to and I'm honestly really fine with that and I think that's because now that I'm working in my degree and I'm motivated to excel in that it means that there's not as much pressure with YouTube like probably like I would say maybe like two years ago and even kind of whenever I first started my YouTube like I feel like back then I was kind of busting my gut because I would have loved to have been a full-time influencer and I used to like manifest it so much and now sitting here like I can look back and see why I never like blew up and why it never happened for me because I just don't think it was the path that I was meant to go down like if I had have got really big and was making enough money from social media to survive on I probably would never have got like a job in my degree I would have just been doing it full time and I honestly don't think I would be as happy and I feel like that's why it kind of never worked out like I'll always continue to grow my social media and I want to grow and you know I want to keep doing collabs and stuff but I think I have a better understanding now of why I didn't wake up with a million followers one day yeah it's all piecing together and like makes sense that's yeah. Why that, yeah that's really interesting to hear all of that I think it's really like that's what I'm looking for um I'm just like happy that all, like all worked out for you and like it all yeah. pieced together like it's that's nice like yeah and I'll never stop doing it like I know I don't post on like YouTube and stuff but I'll never stop doing it it's just harder to be more consistent but also you know sometimes I do get annoyed at myself because I'm like oh I would love like I haven't filmed a YouTube video and I would love to put another one up and that is something that I'm trying to just stay more on top of it but I'm not putting as much pressure on myself as I used to to constantly be uploading because it is just hard when you work it wants to be something that like you enjoy doing as well instead of being like oh I have to do this like you want it to be something fun making your videos for YouTube yeah 
And I think it's just kind of like you seem to have like two passions. Like you have your passion about your full-time job and social media, which is nice to have the balance yeah. of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it. I think it definitely is better now that I have two. I feel like in uni, you're kind of motivating yourself to finish your degree. Like I feel like when you start working, there's a lot more motivation to improve and go further. But in uni, you know, it's it's that hard. Like you're just, you're dying in like deadlines and stuff. But now yeah starting to work it's kind of like a different approach and it's nice to have the two of them like I feel like I get a break from both by doing the other one and yeah I just feel like it's 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 better now my social media like I feel like it's more even like authentic like back then I would have just been like trying so hard to to keep up and like keep posting as much as other people that like I would be putting up Instagram photos and I didn't even like the photos but yeah. I feel like I need to get something up like this week or I haven't posted in like a few days. Whereas now I just feel like it's more laid back. Like I have so many photos like in my camera roll that, you know, I've took, I've took and I haven't even went through and picked any because mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm more chill. I'm not as like ADHD about it all. Do you think you feel like, um, like I would say happier now that you've took that pressure away? I would say I definitely feel um a lot happier I feel I just feel like with social media it is so easy to be comparing yourself to other people and I don't mean like whenever I say compare I don't mean in terms of looks and stuff I just mean in terms of what they're posting and trying to stay relevant and I feel like you know in the past few years like social media has kind of took a shift on Instagram like it used to be these really like posed photos and now it's more like photo dumps and like they're mm-hmm. just so much more like they're not as like staged and stuff like I feel like they have less of an influencer vibe and even trying to like keep up with those changes of what everyone is doing on social media I feel like there's just less pressure now and I just love kind of posting like when I want and like what I want yeah so what does a wake in the life look like for you man or doing both balancing both I would say uh, my weeks are all very similar um I literally go to work Monday to Friday and I try to get like I try to get my content filmed like on the weekends and stuff it's kind of annoying because at the minute all I can do is like weekend vlogs so I feel like they're all the same but that at the same time that is my only uh time really to film so that is kind of what it looks like it is very similar every single week I used to like and this is another reason that I'm kind of happy I took a step back because like last year when I worked in my last job uh, I had just moved home from uni so obviously I was still kind of very much in like influencer mind so I would be like coming home from work and sitting and doing like TikToks and like filming like makeup tutorials and stuff and I honestly used to be like I used to hate doing it and they weren't even like collabs and stuff they were just me doing it to keep up with posting content and I remember like I would come home from work and I'd sit on the sofa and be like I would not be bothered to get up and like be putting on a full face of makeup just to film a video and now I I don't do that I'm just if I'm just kind of in the mindset if I want to film that I can just do it on the weekend or I can film like a get ready with me and I feel like I'm happier then with what I upload because I didn't even really like those videos Mm -hmm. that I was uploading yeah um that makes sense like I think it goes back to that thing of just doing doing it when it suits you and doing like the pressure of having to continuously post um have you had any like 
not low points in social media, you've kind of t- touched on it, but anything like, I know a lot of people get like negative comments and stuff. Have you had to deal with that or has it all kind of been smooth sailing for you in regards of that? I wouldn't say it's been 100% smooth sailing, but I definitely wouldn't really complain about it compared to other influencers. I, I think getting hate and stuff, I think it comes with your following growing, obviously. Yeah. And I still, like my following is still really small. Like whenever you look at other people, mine's is still really small. So I don't actually even get that much hate. Like I've had a few videos on TikTok that like they've blew up and they there has been like hate comments in there but they're never anything like you know they never like cut deep it's nothing mm-hmm. ever that bad but I have been very lucky throughout like doing influencing that, that my hate hasn't been very bad but again I think it does come with growing more followers you have the more opinions yeah so yeah, maybe a, in the future I'll get more hate whenever I've grew a bit more hopefully not and how, like, how do you like on TikTok because I posted a video like two weeks ago and it was just like a transformation video on like people like just like literally arguing in the comments about me and I'm like <laughs> this is so weird and I don't know I feel like it's more my friend's the same she does like um, Instagram and TikTok do you feel like it's more on TikTok it bothers you less compared to if it was on Instagram I don't know if you get that if you would feel like that as well yeah I feel like if I got hate on TikTok it would definitely bother me way less because uh TikTok is such a bigger platform and I feel like more people comment on TikToks and the engagement is just so higher so if someone gave me like a hate comment on Instagram I would think like I would probably delete the comment to be honest um I would just delete it because it's a bit foreign like I for me there's never really been any hate on Instagram uh it's always been on TikTok I don't really delete the TikTok hate comments if they come I'm just like okay whatever but yeah I think it's like a different ball game for Instagram I don't know why I feel like Instagram has nearly like rules and TikTok is a lot more like free reign you can post what you want people definitely just say what they want whereas on Instagram I feel like there's people that are probably like more reluctant to give hate that's just in my case anyway because I've not really received it on there I think Instagram as well is more it feels more close to home or something I don't know yeah, I feel like yeah there's more people I know on there so I think it would like hit hit different but yeah, um, yeah. more people would see the comment yeah whereas like on TikTok not as so it would be a bit more embarrassing like not as many yeah. people I feel like would see it on TikTok but on Instagram like so many people you know would see yeah it's a, it's a strange yeah strange times um but if you talked a lot like about your sister as well and are you are you close you say you're close to your family I've seen your videos and stuff yeah I am so close to my family like I really could not fault anything like me my mom my dad my sister it's just the four of us and we're like as close as it gets and then I'm lucky because I have like a big extended family so I've got like cousins and aunties and uncles and like we're just all such a close-knit family like every Sunday like um my mom and dad will literally like cook dinner for everyone and they all come and like lie in my house all day and it's just such a normal thing for us all to do now um but it's so nice having like a big family I feel like there's always something going on yeah no I think that's nice like I feel like you're obviously there's like high like there's the good side of social media and the bad side but I feel like yours is like a nice side yeah <laughs> what you said um yeah it's nice. very like normal to everyone now yeah 
and you're at the Baba Awards and you yes. won the 50 under 50 award was yeah it? the the best under 50k influencer love that how did you find that to get my was so shocked like the reason that I have the video of me winning the award is because my friend put up her phone to record because I kept slagging her off being like if I don't win like I'm gonna cry like I'm gonna be so sad and she says to me before she was like do you actually think you're gonna win Katie because I'm worried that you're not going to and I laughed and I was like I know I'm not gonna win like this is just a joke um so whatever they called my name it was pure shock and I was so happy because I feel like you know when you're doing YouTube for so long and like you're not really getting anywhere with it it just kind of felt like a small victory yeah and like I feel like it meant a lot especially because like I said like recently um it everything with social media kind of has took a backseat and I have been trying so hard to to balance both the two working and social media and I feel like for a while like I was struggling for so much so getting the award award like it just felt like a bit of a confidence boost and I feel like I really needed it to be honest yeah, just kind of like we pick me up to be like, you're doing good. It's all good. Yeah. But, yeah. And it was nice yeah. to be acknowledged and stuff. Like even whenever I got nominated, I was so buzzing. I was like, I don't even care if I win this year. I'm just so happy that I got nominated. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I remember I was there that night as well. My friend tries and I remember seeing you and I was like, yeah, it's buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, you seem to travel a lot. Is that just like, is that like another passion of yours? Like, we you like traveling? Is there anywhere you've been that's like your favorite place? I would love to travel more. I feel like I just haven't been to enough of places. Um, Like my intention was always to move home for a year and go traveling, but mm-hmm. that didn't work out because I got this job and I loved it. And I'm just a bit like, oh, I would like to stay at home for another few years. Um, but I would love to go traveling like all over at some point in my life. I'd love to travel and I would love to like live in Australia and stuff. But I feel like I wish I had been to more places. Like I went to like Greece at the summer and I loved it. It was so nice. Um, but like I just I definitely want to like travel everywhere. I feel like since I've literally been like upper sixth in school, I just like was dying to like drop out of school and go traveling but obviously I had like no money to do that um yeah but I, it's always been on my mind to go and travel to different places and like uh, a lot of people ask me like you know now that I've been home like is this me home forever and I would say like definitely not like I don't I'm not like a home settled like you know people my age are like buying houses and stuff with their boyfriends and I've already said to my boyfriend like we are not looking at houses or anything because I've did no traveling I haven't lived in Australia I was like all those steps of like buying a house and stuff are miles away for me because I just feel like I would rather see way more places than than settle down and all that there just yet anyway yeah yeah no I think that's it's really like it's nice I think as well like it's just a different I think at this age there's can be a certain type of path that people think you have to follow which is fine but then there's also alternatives and a lot of people still do want to travel and yeah do other things before they get the house or mm-hmm. have the children and stuff. so I think it's an interesting age for a lot of people as well yeah and yeah. I like anyone that is like settling down now like at my age and getting a house like I don't think there's anything wrong with that I feel like a lot of people as well put pressure on others like if they don't want to go traveling and they don't want to move mm-hmm. away and they just want to stay like in the one 
town or city wherever they're from the rest of their life like I feel like a lot of people are judgmental on that and I am not at all I think there's nothing wrong with not wanting to go anywhere and just like buying a house and settling down sometimes I wish I was kind of like that because I feel like whenever I think about like moving to Australia or anything like it's so scary a part of me is like I wish this didn't appeal to me at all mm-hmm. because then I wouldn't be like as scared to do that and I, d- I don't think there's anything wrong with doing either like sometimes whenever I see people like moving into their houses and stuff I'm like it's such an exciting time and like you are a wee bit like oh I wish I was doing that but I feel like for now that's like not the path that I will be going down um that's like definitely later stages in life for me yeah it's like there's no right or wrong way really of doing it it's just yeah for instance like everyone has their own yeah exactly if you want me to ask, what, what age are you? You seem age to me, 24? Yeah, I'm or... 24. Yeah, it's a weird age. <laughs> it is a weird age. I feel like when you coming out of uni is the weirdest stage and like finding your feet and like where you want to be, where you want to get jobs. And yeah, I feel like it's, it's the most unsettled phase. Yeah, I think because whenever you're in uni, you're like, right, okay, I'm here for like three, four years. Yeah, I've you have that people. stability. Yeah. yeah. I remember coming out of uni this year and it was like probably like one of the not lowest points but the most like I just didn't know what I was doing it was yeah. so strange um but wait, what did you what did you actually study in uni my degree was mechanical engineering and how did you find the whole uni experience did you enjoy it like better than school or I would say oh. that uni was like an emotional roller coaster for me like I could do a whole podcast talking about my uni experience because I feel like there were so many highs and lows, but the lows were so low that it, it didn't it didn't ruin uni or anything for me, but like it definitely was like a roller coaster. Like, you know, when I first moved to uni, basically like my best friend from school, we had like a fallout. And this was a really like looking back, it was a really stupid fallout. We were just like young and immature, but we had like a fallout in the summer and we actually like ended up never speaking again. Um mm-hmm. Well, we actually, we did speak like a year later, like, I, you know, I texted her and was like, hope everything is good. Like, see, you're going to uni, like, good luck and all that there. Like, there was no bad blood. But I went to uni kind of having this fallout with my best friend. So I just had such high expectations on making friends. And I put a lot of pressure on myself. I feel like I was looking for someone to fill her shoes as like my best friend like rock figure and my sister also went to Northumbria University so she was in Newcastle with me but I was looking at her experience from first year and she made like great friends and you know she had like her friend group and stuff after a few weeks so I put a lot of pressure on myself to have the same experience and it just did not work out like that so I spent the first few months of uni being really like down like I ended up like going back to therapy and stuff uh because it was so hard but I wanted to stick it out so much um Mm -hmm. and then it got better like that would be my advice for anyone being at uni like just stick it out like really put yourself out there and talk to people and don't panic if like you know the weeks are flying by and you feel like you haven't like made your friends yet because it will come it did happen for me it just happened at a way later stage than everyone else But there was, honestly, uni was highs and lows, mainly lows because of boys. And the experience was just, it was just mad, to be honest. I just think uni is like a lot, like you go from like living at home and having your group of friends you've had for seven years to kind of going 
by yourself to this whole like different place living by yourself and it's just there's a lot of freedom yeah but not a lot of guidance on how to like actually navigate through it all I think no um, no wonder people go off the rails when they go to uni because <laughs> everyone's used to having that stability of living at home and stuff and then people go to uni and they just literally turn mad and I understand it um yeah. because it is just a whole new experience but like I don't regret anything I do not regret moving away for uni I don't regret where I went my only regret is probably I wish I made the most of it uh Mm -hmm. more but that's hard to say now that I'm older and I'm happier whereas I tell myself back then you know when there are times where I was like feeling really low and stuff like I knew I should have been making the most of it but that's easier said than done yeah it's hard to say it in the moment yeah definitely I'm like I literally love quotes and there's a quote and it's like you can't connect the dots looking forward but you can connect them looking back so like in the moment you can't say the dots yeah, going like hindsight you see like what actually it was but um you said you went to therapy mm-hmm. are you, do you is it therapy something you always do I'm really interested in therapy it's not something no. that I do at the minute but like I am like an advocate for therapy like I think it's so good I ended up the first time I ever went to therapy I was 14 um basically that was just I was in school I was having a hard time and I was like it was just like weeks of feeling really down and I think it was my mom that says to me you know I think that you should go and speak to someone and I was kind of against it at the start like I I mean I was like 14 at the time so I was a bit like I can't be bothered to go and speak to someone and then I ended up like loving it and I did that for a while and then I stopped and then I went back at the start of uni and kind of like kept it up and then I stopped it again and I actually haven't been back since like I you can get therapy through uni for free and whenever I was in final year I did look into it again because basically I was panicking so much about what I was going to do was I going to move home was I going to stay in Newcastle or move anywhere new and it was just like taking up all of my brain space thinking about this so I thought about going to therapy but I, I didn't end up going again but I like I love therapy if I could afford a therapist for the rest of my life I probably would yeah I think it's definitely becoming the thing so whenever I thought whenever I first heard of therapy whenever I was younger it was like kind of like you have to have something yeah to go but I think now people are starting to realize and understand like you don't need to have a really really like big issue to go to therapy it's just kind of be yeah nearly yeah definitely I think the older again that you get you realize like people that are going to therapy aren't going to therapy because there's something wrong with them or because you know they're suicidal or anything like it's just good to to sometimes be in therapy and talk to someone and you know what I personally think it really does help yeah I I agree I went I've been like three or four times and then I stopped I think I was about like I don't know it scared me a bit because a lot was coming up and then I was like trying to avoid it and I think it's definitely something that I will get back into and I know it's easy for me to say like therapy is great because you know like I said I am an open book so I could talk to a stranger on the street about the problems that I'm having like the bad day that I've had it wouldn't bother me so it's easy for me to go to therapy and open up but I know it's not as easy for other people but like I do think if it's something that someone is thinking about they should probably look into it and try it and if it doesn't work it doesn't work then yeah at least you can say you've tried yeah yeah that's really interesting um is there any other ways then you kind of because therapy is obviously like a way to get out your stuff and I don't want to say like personal development nearly is there any other things that you use to like just kind of keep on top of how you feel and stuff 
I not like I'm not really someone that like journals and stuff like I'll fill in like you know the six minute um like book in the morning but Mm -hmm. I'm just very lucky because like my friends and even my boyfriend like I'm just so comfortable with them that I can just completely vent to them like anything that's going on anything that's wrong with me like well not wrong with me but just anything that's going on with me I I'm lucky that I can just like completely open up to them and they are also just so used to it like I swear every time I see like my best friend Megan it turns into like a therapy session and she is just my therapist and I am just she can't even get a word in because I am just talking um about like my feelings and stuff and you know I always laugh about it but I am lucky I feel like it's it's important to have someone or people in your life that you can completely open up to and for anyone that isn't you know doesn't like getting into those conversations and stuff I feel like once you do it once with someone and you start kind of like talking about like what's going on in your head it just becomes way more natural and I feel like maybe it's because like I went to therapy quite young I just feel like I've always thought since then it's so good to open up and talk about things like my boyfriend says to me recently he was like sometimes it's so intimidating because you're just so upfront about what you're feeling why you're feeling something and you know exactly what's going on and he Mm -hmm. was like and you know some people aren't like that he was like we're on different levels sometimes when it comes to things like that but maybe that is just from doing therapy whenever I was younger I learned that it's it's good to open up and I feel like now I am completely like honest in my feelings a lot of the times like I will just say to someone uh what's going on it tinkles like a like a lot of self-awareness and you would have yeah I would say when I was younger whenever I was in school my self-awareness wasn't great but I would say now um it's something that I've worked on a lot and I feel like not to like but like brag or be big-headed but I feel like I have really good self-awareness for myself Mm -hmm. and whenever I'm around other people um and I feel like it's such a skill to have like I can't explain like when you know when you're self-aware and you kind of know what's going on and you can you know read a room read a person like it's just it it's such a skill I think and again it just makes everything a lot easier like whenever I'm talking about anything or I don't know just like opening up and stuff like I feel like everyone should like work on their (laughs) self-awareness yeah I think it's definitely a really interesting skill to have and being able to pick up on like people's like cues or like different social situations I think it's interesting to yeah it's kind of counting down as well but I think if you have that if you know why something's like maybe triggering you you know why something yeah it's just yeah it is it's interesting to have yeah like something happened last week not not not, nothing bad happened but basically it was something really small that someone said something and basically I was in like a bad mood the rest of the day and I kind of just like sat and I went back and I was like right what has put me in a bad mood here and I backtracked it to like this person's comment that just triggered me in a way and I was like right that is what has literally set me off for the rest of the day here so I need to like do something about it like and I feel like that's me I don't know if that relates into self-awareness or not but like I literally made myself sit and think about what exactly it is that put me in a bad mood now obviously people wake up in bad moods for no reason like I wake up in a bad mood every other day but Mm -hmm. just that particular situation I was like I can tell it's that like that is the point where like my mood just decreased yeah, being able to pinpoint it and being like, yeah. okay, where's this coming from? Yeah, where's these moods coming from? 
it's it's kind of, it's hard to do like the, I think being self-aware sometimes because the ego obviously kicks in and you don't want to have to be like yeah you don't want to, not, not that you're blaming yourself but you don't want to have to take the responsibility so I think sometimes it can be hard to do but I think once you kind of it's just a practice and you kind of get better at it and you just do it more often it gets yeah, easier I think. definitely um I seen before that you got approached to go on Love Island <laughs> yeah do you love getting asked this question <laughs> I feel like I've spoken about it so much that people are going to be like shut up and stop talking about this your 15 minutes to fame are done um but I think looking back it's really funny <laughs> So how did they approach her? What was the process? Because I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> it was basically like, it was really simple. I had a DM and they didn't say which show, but it was pretty obvious. I think it was from ITV Casting and the account was verified, which is how I knew it was real. And basically it just was like, we would love to have you come for an interview. And I had like nothing going on at this point. Like I was like, uh, I was I had one year so I was in my second year of uni I had one year left after that and I was just a bit like oh why not like what else is going on so basically I, the girl rang me and spoke about it and because it was quite late like the show was coming up and she was like we don't have time to go through the whole process so basically you're going to get fast-tracked we'll do a recorded zoom for the producers and I, I to be honest I don't think it was special treatment or anything I would say a lot of people were doing that at the time but she was like we don't have the time for you to go through the stages so I was like perfect okay so basically I just did a recorded zoom and before the zoom I really really wanted it like I will tell people you know trying to be cool I'll just say oh yeah I was never actually gonna go on though I just did it like for the interview and all of that is a pile of balls I was 100% going on if they give it to me (laughs) um but basically the minute I did the zoom I came off it and I was like I know I haven't got that like something just a gut feeling I was like make peace now because you are not going in that villa and basically it's kind of shit because she just says if you don't hear back you haven't got it and I was Mm -hmm. like okay so basically I think like three four weeks had passed and I kind of just forgot about it because I knew in my head like this isn't this is not gonna happen also like I didn't really do myself any favors because in the zoom like obviously I can't remember what questions they asked you like I think they asked like what I was like as a girlfriend and like was I controlling and stuff and I was like no I was like I'm really laid back I was like I would stand up for myself a hundred percent if someone said something but I wouldn't be voluntarily getting into a dramatic situation and inputting my opinions obviously they don't want to hear that as producers they want me to sit there and be like I'm gonna stir the pot and be so entertaining and that is not what I told them because I was like what's the point of lying like I feel like Love Island are smart like they give the people that they want to stay on TV airtime mm-hmm. people that don't get the airtime get booted off and I was like there's literally no point lying here because it could backfire my face and I could go on for a week and they'd be like she is so boring she lied to us let's kind of manipulate the public and get her off so I was kind of smart when doing my interview. I was like, if they're not going to put me on for my personality, I would rather them not put me on at all because they won't like what they see then. So basically, long story short, I knew I'd, I knew I hadn't got it. And yeah, I was pretty sad. Like whenever I watched the season, we, I was like watching it with my family. My mommy was like, she was, oh, she was up and down about me going on. She didn't want me to do it, but she was also loving it. And she was like, oh my God, imagine that was you like jumping off that there. What'd you say? Which season, which season was it? It was Liam and Millie's season. But I think what I didn't go on because I don't mean this in a bad way, but I don't think there there was any boys in that season where I was like 
mm, I would want to like cup up with you and stuff. I know it's different yeah. on TV and all, but I feel like other seasons there's been boys and I'm like, oh God, he's gorgeous. Like he's funny, like from what you're seeing. But in that season, I was like, again, looking back, I was like, maybe that's why it didn't happen. I would have got like sent off after two weeks because I wouldn't have found anyone. Yeah, it just wasn't meant to be, but it that's yeah, definitely, that's... definitely looking back was not meant to be. But at the time it was like, oh. <laughs> at the time it was so exciting. And I like, they were like, don't tell anyone. I had told so many people. And all my friends were like, oh my God, like we could be like watching you on the show here. I would love to see someone I know on Love Ireland. Like, we're just I know. More, like, it would be so much know. fun. It's, it, it's bound to only be a matter of time before someone you know goes on it. Yeah, surely, because there's a lot more, like, Irish, like, Yeah, and it would be so much more exciting, but I feel like, also, like, again, the abuse, like, the abuse Love Islanders get is so bad, and my mum was like, there's no way you'd be able to handle this, like, there's no way everyone is only going to say positive things about you when you go on here, so are you ready for that? And I didn't even care, I was like, yeah, I I was like, I'm ready, don't worry. I can handle it. But I could not have handled the abuse. No, I could. I actually couldn't. Like they literally pick on every single everything. Bit of and you're heart. when you're on Love Island, you're so famous. Like I think in the UK, you are so famous, and then next thing you come off Love Island, and there's all this pressure to stay relevant and like mm-hmm. like again up your game. And unless you are Molly May, it's so hard to do. And I feel like that pressure when you come out would be enough to like send you spiraling. Yeah, because I've seen a lot of people, like, even, there was, like, a documentary about Love Islanders after, and who was it? Oh, the girl Coco, remember she was on the year with, like, Tasha and Andrew? Yes. Like, she went back to, like, her bar job and stuff, and I just remember there were so many of them, and they were like, it's it's hard, like, it's hard to make it, and, like, there's some even from this, I can't even remember who was on it. Yeah, it would be so hard to make it, and then also... If I say I wanted then, I, I say I did go on Love Island, then I wanted to get like an engineering job. Is people really going to want to hire me if yeah. stuff has went on in that show? Like, I don't know, say something happened and blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like formed an opinion on you. Of course, that is going to judge. Someone's going to judge yeah. you based on that. So I think trying to get a job then after would be so difficult. Like, obviously, there is Love Islanders that went back to their work and stuff. And I think it's great. But like I'm saying, I think it it would be more difficult. Yeah, like the minorities went back. Like there's a small amount. Like the Doctor Alex, like he's went yeah. back to his job. Like which is really nice to see. But then there obviously is so many that probably might not be in that position right now. Which yeah, is mad. but I think the I think the earlier seasons would have been easier. Yeah, like, definitely. Though see, I think now it's just like a lot of people are just going in for the fame nearly yeah. I think and I was going in for the fame I am not scared to admit that I was not going in for a boyfriend like I whenever I was talking to my friend about it she was like you know you're gonna actually have to get a boyfriend I was like oh flip me I forgot about that part like it was the thing I wanted least at that time yeah. in my life but I was going for the fame 100 percent I think Molly May said that as well. She was like, I was going in for my business. Yeah, like, it's she happened. admitted to it. She said it was, look, it's a business deal for everyone. Yeah. Or yeah, I think it's, maybe, maybe people just want the opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's very people are just going in for love. I don't think that's the no, case for a lot of people. It's still entertaining for us. I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care why they're going in. It's, yeah, it's still entertaining <laughs> to watch. Um, What's one thing 
I was happy on a few. Yeah, one thing that people don't know about you or might not expect to know about you. I feel like I tried to answer this question before and it was really difficult because, like I said, I will share a lot of stuff on YouTube, but I'm like, is there anything that people don't actually know about me? Like, there's no really big secrets that I've been hiding and stuff. Like, I would say there's just like way like way things that people wouldn't know about me like you know my boyfriend will be the first to say like you are like your personality like can be like so rare sometimes like you wouldn't show that on YouTube and I'm like well no I wouldn't show the rare things I'm doing because people would probably be like what the hell but I would say like there's just kind of like weird personality things like as much as like you know you want to be natural and authentic on YouTube and social media of course you're gonna hold back on certain things and I would say maybe like something that people don't know about me and I don't even really like admitting this here is that sometimes I can be like a hothead so whenever I was in school like like if me and like my sister or anyone was right my approach would literally just be to like attack and I would be like shouting and I would be like just so angry mm-hmm. um I've kind of grew out of that phase now but my boyfriend would always say like you do have a temper on you like if something pisses you off or like I don't know I just feel like sometimes I can maybe go from zero to a hundred and I don't really like admitting that there because I don't want anyone to think I'm a big psycho but yeah I would say maybe I I don't have the best of temper sometimes at least you're aware self-awareness again (laughs) self-awareness I am self-aware of the bad temper and I try as much as I can not to I not I try to diffuse or whatever however you say that there I try not yeah. to just let it escalate from like zero to a hundred like Paul will always say to me like if something's happened even something small in the heat of the moment I'm like oh my god I'm so annoyed he'll be like come back in half an hour and talk about this here and and see how you feel see if you still want to like punch Ellen in the face or something and then like half an hour later I'm like you know I don't really care about it anymore he's like you will always like how is it he phrases again like I will make irrational decisions based off my emotions which yeah I always slag him off whenever he says it to me I'm like that's so horrible to say to your girlfriend but he is he is kind of telling the truth there a wee bit do you think your relationship like do you want do you mind talking about your relationship no no it's fine yeah um let's get into the good stuff Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> the relationship drama. How long have you been in a relationship for? So me and him have been in a relationship for it'll be two years in November, but we were seeing each other for like probably like a year before that, on and off, and that was again a roller coaster. I I can imagine that being like a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, I feel like as well. Whenever I first started seeing Paul, I was in a relationship before that for quite long so my relationship before that I think from start to finish was about four years um a wee bit longer so I hadn't really been single that long and then me and my boyfriend now started talking and I didn't really think it was going to go anywhere um because I thought like it's so fresh and stuff but then it ended up just being this like on and off thing where it was like quite toxic and just like a lot of drama happened and then basically like long story short I like just ended it 
and was like this is just so not worth this here and he was kind of on the same boat and then it slowly started to like start up again but like it just started up in like a more way better like there was no drama like he was like we were both so different and I don't really know what it was it just was so different the second time round and then we just kind of haven't like looked back so we just kind of needed to end it to like start fresh instead of yeah and like I we will joke about like the kind of rough stage and like I'll always slack him off and we just like laugh about it now but like there was a time where I would never have been able to laugh about like some of the stuff that was going on I was like so heartbroken during this on and off stage I just I liked him so much but it was so toxic I knew I shouldn't be in the situation so it was one of those things where like I just like I did not want to end things but I knew I had to so it just resulted in months of like being so depressed and maybe depressed isn't it's too strong of a word but just months of feeling like shite and you know we do like joke about some of the things now that happened and like it all kind of worked out the way it was supposed to so what advice would you give to someone because that's kind of like a tricky situation so someone that's in something toxic would you say like the best thing to do is to end it and just like see what happens over time yeah I know a lot of people don't want to hear that but I just think it is the only way I think if you've kind of been given it your all and it's just not working out I just think you cannot keep yourself in that situation and you know what the next stage after that like that really down like feeling like shit sad that is inevitable and I would just say like let yourself feel like that like I definitely as much as I was like trying to pull myself out of a rut there was times where I literally could not but at the same time I kind of needed to go through all of those emotions as intense as they were and then I feel like once you go through them all you just come out the other end there's no point like kind of being in denial and living in a bubble you should just let yourself feel and feel all the shite stuff and then you will come out the other end and feel better but like I I just don't think I would recommend anyone saying staying in a toxic situation that they're not happy and again I think that like links into your self-awareness like you actually need to be self-aware and realize right this is the situation that I'm in is this good for me and is this worth it and if the answers are no then as hard as it is you need to get out of there yeah so what's the relationship like now (laughs) my relationship I cannot I honestly I'm not just saying this I really cannot fault a lot of it like obviously there's ups and downs but like since we've been together it's really just been like there's never been any like rocky stages or there's not been like you know like there's been no breaks or anything and Mm -hmm. I just feel like it's been very good I'm lucky that my boyfriend just like completely understands me and I understand him as like cringy as that sounds there just is that like foundation there of I don't know like trust and understanding and I feel like a lot of people will say to me like he's never really on like your social media or on your YouTube and I think sometimes it gives people the impression that like we're not happy or that um I don't know like I just feel like sometimes it gives people the impression that maybe if he hasn't been on for a while like are we broke up and honestly he's not on my social media which is pure like not that he's not on it the reason that he's not on it much is just purely like unintentional like I'm sure if I was going with him you know way back a few years ago he would have been like flat out on my social media because I was posting more Mm -hmm. like 
I was with my ex-boyfriend whenever I started my YouTube video and you know he was in loads of videos he was on my Instagram all the time and the only reason my boyfriend now isn't is that that's just kind of how I've changed as a person I he's just not on it as much and really there's no deeper meaning to it I just think sometimes um it's good to have a balance between your private and to me your private life is like your relationship so it's good to have that balance but um I feel like also it's kind of become like a trend where people don't post their boyfriends and stuff like I didn't like fade into that trend and like do it on purpose I just realized I was like wow I actually never really post about my relationship like I don't know I don't even know if Paul has properly been in a YouTube video before but like that's not intentional or anything it's just the way yeah. it is yeah and you've like you said at the start as well like you've just kind of took like less pressure of social media so yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's probably just not yeah it's nothing not no deeper meaning behind yeah. it it's all weird. and I feel like as well when it comes to like my relationship I don't like to put pressure on myself with that either because the thing is with my ex-boyfriend and this was the biggest lesson I learned is that I I think I was 16 whenever I started to go with him broke up with him at 20 and I told everyone in my life that I was going to marry this boy that I loved him we were going to be together forever obviously that does not always work out and Mm -hmm. then whenever we broke up that was a very like that was mutual and I was a bit like shit like I thought I was gonna like marry you and stuff and I've told everyone that I was gonna marry you and I think all my family actually believed that we were gonna like be together forever so then I had to like process all of that the fact that I actually wasn't going to be with him forever and I learned a lot from that relationship that like not to put pressure on your relationship or however it's going like if it's going well right now just worry about that like I don't run around telling people that like yeah I'm gonna get married and have children and by the time I'm Mm -hmm. 30 uh with my boyfriend or anything because I just realized that from my last relationship there's no point putting like planning out your life like that because it just does not work so I feel like there's a lot less pressure in terms of that and that's just something that I like learned from my previous relationship that it just doesn't always work out the way you think it's going to I think that's interesting you said about like telling other people like the big plans and stuff because I've seen a lot of people especially even for example Love Islanders coming out <clears throat> and they have it everywhere and then they break up and then yeah the next time they're like I'm never gonna put that pressure from not even like myself but the whole my whole platform and audience yeah also yeah. next because you're trying to process it yourself and then you probably have people like texting you asking questions and yeah I can just imagine yeah. it's like that added pressure then whenever you have an audience as well yeah so it, make, it makes sense it definitely makes sense to yeah it's about the balance yeah um and also the not like planning things in the future I used to like literally be like what's my five-year plan like now yeah. it's like six months max and I'm like see what happens yeah I couldn't give a five-year plan now honestly because I feel like I used to stress myself out about that whenever I was in uni before I even had finished uni I'd be worrying about what my next step was and it was just like so much pressure and stuff that I hated dealing with and I just kind of realized why am I doing this to myself like it'll just plan out the way it plans out so I do not have a five-year plan I don't have a two-year plan so yeah six months good for me yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, day is good for me yeah I feel like (laughs) the more you plan like I don't think I've ever had a plan that's went exactly accordingly how I wanted it to like a long-term plan yeah like things go so fast so I think yeah Yeah. less disappointment if you don't have an expectation (laughs) exactly exactly 
So what's the sixth month? Any sixth month? Monthly? Month goals? I would plan? say my sixth month plan will look exactly like it does right now. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think, again, I feel like I'm talking so much about my job that people will be like, shut up. But... I feel like your life is kind of centered around where you work, obviously. So at the minute, you know, I work here in Derry. So I'm not going to be going anywhere because this is where my job is. So in six months time, I'm kind of just like, I bet I'll be doing all the same stuff as what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. So that's my six month plan. It's going to be the same. Yeah, you seem really passionate about your job, your engineering job. Yeah, I would love to try and link the two of them a wee bit more. Like, I would love to show more, like, engineering side of things on social media. But it's kind of hard to do. I also need to, like, ask my work. Like, I would love for them to let me film, like, TikTok day in the lives of, like, what exactly I'm doing and stuff. Because, like, one of my aunties was like, oh, my God, I would love to see what you're doing with, like, engineering. Like, you should so show more of it and stuff. And I was like, I I will. But I was like, I'm kind of only in my job. I need to wait before I'm like, Mm -hmm. hey, can I wet my phone out and start recording things but I would love to show more of it because I think it's interesting yeah definitely it's all I would definitely be watching that then life of an like engineer that'd be really interesting yeah, yeah. I'm just like 3d printing myself stuff all the time <laughs> like way things from my desk and all I ordered like pink uh filament to 3d print with so I can have loads of things in print or in pink this is the thing though I think people are on uh, on social media are so interested in just like life in general and people's lives like yeah. it doesn't have to be anything like, yeah not like big or massive like just like literally day to day life and people are so interested I know I am anyway yeah I love watching people's like day in the lives of and then like whatever they're doing especially if it's something mm-hmm. that I have no idea about I'm like oh like show me behind the scenes there and like what exactly you're doing yeah even like Anna Olivia do you watch yeah. her stuff like I'm, I literally wait for her videos every day yeah <laughs> and then you get like an interest and you want to see and know yeah just different perspectives I think and just seeing different lifestyles yeah definitely what did you find um like with your job like do you think you like hold back with with the social media stuff I know whenever I'm posting if I'm doing like TikToks I'm always thinking the back of my head oh like what if my manager sees this or what yeah. if not that I post anything bad but it, it just does be there sometimes for me I think yeah no it's there for me all the time like I stress about it a lot because I'm like the last thing I would want is my job to think I'm being like I don't know like unprofessional or like the last thing I would want is to get in trouble for something I put on social media because I'm like I feel like that would be so embarrassing like for some reason I would be so embarrassed if that happened to me but I think I'm kind of I've always been a bit aware of what I put on social media and what I say and stuff like like my dad's like he's very like good like that like he'll be like you know if I've ever said anything in a YouTube video where I mean I've never said anything I don't think like anything like I've never definitely said anything offensive or anything but even if it's something he'll point out but I don't think you should have said that there so I think it was kind of drilled into me and now when working yeah I do like I get worried are they gonna like not like something that I posted or anything but then also a lot of my friends have said that you know I work might love someone showing like what's going on and what they're doing and stuff um so it, you know it could go one or two ways but um to do like to to kind of link the two of them and stuff like obviously everything would have to be like really like professional and 
it would just have to be I just have to be careful but like I'm always careful so yeah it's just that added thing of just um again awareness <laughs> yeah self-awareness yeah. yeah no I think yeah I'd say that's definitely a lot of people's mind but um do you have I ask everyone this at the end and they're always like oh you should ask me before do you have a favorite like quote or saying that you kind of go by or that just resonated with you before um I am not really a quote person but I was actually I was watching I'm re-watching Gossip Girl at the minute and there was something that Blair Walt 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 I don't can't say her second name there was something that she said and I think it's something like cringy about like like something like destiny isn't a thing you, you you have to work you don't you don't just get somewhere like someone said something mm-hmm. like what's oh, destiny and she was like no destiny like is for someone like you have to like work and on I suppose like whenever she says that I kind of like related to that a bit I'm like that definitely does destiny is not a thing because I used to think I was destined to be an influencer and I would be sad I didn't have thousands of thousands of followers and stuff and I feel like I related to her saying that because I was thinking in my head god you actually do have to work really hard for everything um but like you know I'll say the quote that everyone loves where it's like what's meant to be will be yeah (laughs) yeah I think the working one's really interesting because it's the same like I don't know I know not everyone's into manifesting but like I don't know episode on it like two episodes ago and I think the biggest like misconception is people think you just write stuff down and like yeah close your eyes and like do a meditation but like the main thing is you have to put in like action to get what you want it yeah. doesn't just fall into your lap so I think that's really that kind of ties in with that yeah but yeah love that thank you so much for coming on we finally got there uh, yeah hopefully, <laughs> the, hopefully the wi-fi and the recording isn't that bad thank you well, thank for you having so me it was fun I feel like there's a bit of a weight off my shoulder now that I have spoke about it this was like a therapy session literally this is how these feel I love it (laughs) yeah thank you for coming on no problem thank you so 